Welcome to Midweek Live, a podcast by North Point Community Church that's designed to help you get to know the people around you so we can do better and be better together. Welcome to Midweek Live, North Point Church. We are so glad that you guys um, have decided to tune in. It's middle of the week, middle of the day, so you might be having your lunch. I'm so excited about today because we're sitting with yeah. Steve and Jean Williams. Um, and Ooh. I'm really... <laughs> I'm Jean. He's Steve. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, and I'm just excited because I we're just going to talk about some just like normal everyday stuff because yeah. we agree. We talked about this. In all these years of ministry, I am sure you've just, it's been so fast paced to talk with people on, on patios and in yeah. quick conversations between messages um, that it's just really kind of, people haven't really gotten a chance to get to see and know you too. Um, for what you laugh already. <laughs> for, um, you know, you guys are lighthearted individuals. You're a very fun couple. And uh, I don't know how many people actually get a chance to get to know you guys. And so I just really wanted to have them sit. And we're just going to talk about the early days, talk about you guys meeting Sounds each fun. other, building a family, growing a church, um, and kind of the ups and downs and the seasons of that. And uh, might even share some of those funny stories we were just talking about before we went live. Um, but anyway, we're glad that you're here. If you have questions along the way, just be sure to drop them in. We'd love to to hit them up for that. But um, tell me, okay, so we talked about some of this before. Um, I thought you were both from the Central Valley. Nope. I was actually wrong. Yeah. Gene, Gene is yep. from Easton. Yeah. But Steve, where did you live before? Born and raised. Yeah. Family farm out in Easton. Nice. Martha Dole Farms. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, born out in Sanger. Yeah. Oh. So that was the nearest hospital okay. back in the day. And I had an <laughs> uncle that was a physician. So oh, wow. I was born there. But I did grow up in Easton in the middle of a vineyard. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. 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 And then you said you moved here in well, high school. Yeah. I was born in Texas while my dad was in seminary. And we lived for about another year in Texas. I don't remember any of that. And, okay. uh, but then we came to California. Okay to Northern California because he was a pastor. We moved about every three to five years. So we lived in a place called Boonville. Very few people have ever heard of. (laughs) Although there is a Boonville language. It's called Boon, Boon, I think is what they call it. Really? Yeah, you can Google that. Oh, my goodness. Um, And uh, then we moved to Sonoma and then Antioch and then Hayward before we came here to okay. Fresno, 69, we moved okay. here. And you said I was in you high were school. a sophomore. I was in the middle of my sophomore year, so I went to Hoover, and and um, so. Yeah. But then we were here until we moved away in 1980. Right. So, so when did, okay, so when did you guys start, do you remember what year you guys met or dated or how you guys found out about each other? I didn't even ask that. Yeah, you know, we met one another. My oldest brother, Neil, and his wife, Nancy, went to the church where he went to just kind of be mentored by a, a mm-hmm. more senior pastor. Yep. And it was actually became his first pastorate out in Easton, okay. at Easton, Easton Southern Baptist Church. And Steve yep. and my brother Neil would come onto the high school campus at Washington Union and visit kids from their youth group. And that was where, that's my yeah. first recollection of seeing uh, yep. Steve yep. And, and in 3D. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yeah. were you interested right out of the not gate? At not at all. No. Not at all. He was so old, Jim. Yeah. He was like. I was almost four years older. <laughs> he was and, so um, old. And he was a pastor. It. Yeah. So yeah. it was just like, oh, I was thrilled to see my brother. Yes. But it was just kind of, you this know. This guy. Ash, you know, just usual. Yeah, and I was dating somebody and... else at the time, you know. Okay. Second thought. Had a long-term dating relationship with that person. So I wasn't. Right. I wasn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. I remember you were not seeing her, meeting her the first any... time. 
interest now. Yeah. So something changed yeah. at some point. Yeah, well, so that relationship ended, and um, uh, by then Gene uh, had, had graduated from high school, and um, uh, I started playing tennis with some guys in the church, just, oh. you know, having fun doing that. And so um, I think that her... Probably her sister-in-law Nancy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then her brother uh, got to thinking. Yeah, maybe we ought to see if we can get these guys oh, interested. In each other. So they said, "Hey, let's play some tennis." Okay, and let's um, play some doubles. Yeah, and yep. then they backed out at the last. Minute. Hey, you know, <laughs> something came up. Conveniently, and, but wait, I remember wait. Nancy saying, "But you could, oh, you could still yes. play with with Gene." And so I called her up and said, "Hey." How about if we meet down at the high school? I mean, I didn't want it to be a date. That yeah. just felt weird, you know. <laughs> because of the four years. Yeah, okay. I mean, this is friend of my fr- uh, friend yeah. of mine, his sister, you know, and yeah. So uh, we ended up. I just said, hey, just meet me down there. We'll play some tennis, and you know, that'll be it. And and um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you know, as we were talking, you know, I mean, uh, you know, my ego, uh, you know, I take things on, and I'm either really good at it. Or I'm not, uh-huh. and, and if I'm not good at it, I don't stay with it. And okay. So, and I thought it was a pretty good tennis player, to right. be honest. I was beating all my friends anyway, right. mm. and, and so <laughs> we started playing, and she cleaned my clock. I mean, it was so embarrassing, honestly. I aced her a couple of times, you know, and uh, well, thought that was. Did real... we even mention you played tennis? I did play tennis, but he still thought he was like would. A, I guess he a, thought he would be able you know, to league do champion it, so. tennis player. Oh. You know, goodness. and uh, anyway, that was just kind of funny, yeah. That, you know, and I don't remember, I mean, I just remember <laughs> thinking a little bit like, yeah, you know, he and thought I'm sure he was you good. held he back, he wasn't all you, that good, you were holding back, but, but. the best part of that. Uh, first tennis date was the lemonade I brought. It was a hot day, and you it know, was refreshing. It was really funny though, because that day, um, I remember just thinking, mm. um, <laughs> in my humiliation, <laughs> I remember thinking. Gosh, she is really nice. Um, that's the kind of person I think I'd like to marry, you know. Wow. I just remember feeling that. Wow. And uh, wow. so, you How know. long before engagement? Oh, Well, golly. I left for college, and I yeah. went to college out of state. So okay. um, we did A year didn't, and a half later, probably. We maybe played tennis one more time before I went to college. Oh, wow. And then yeah. um, it was the, so I did two semesters touch. away at school and when I was back home that next summer we spent a little you know we were a little more inclined to talk with each other Mm -hmm. but then I had some travel plans with Mm -hmm. my brother to go visit some relatives and um so we spent very little time that summer together but then in the fall of so my third semester of college is kind of when we started being pen pals Mm -hmm. and um you know there were no phones right no email so it was just snail mail and then a couple yeah. of phone calls on the dorm, mm, for, mm-hmm, the dorm mm-hmm. for, phone <laughs> uh, that fall. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it was probably a year and a half later we were mm-hmm. started talking seriously. Okay. Yeah, and our and kids will nail engaged. us on this, that we got engaged, and uh, we raised them up on a... So we have this four-season four rule. Theory okay. of you, marriage. It's not smart to marry until yeah. you've done four seasons yeah. together. Okay. And so... so oh, Dennis and I would have failed this, by uh, the way. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not a... It didn't come down from the <laughs> mountain with Moses, but we just think that's a smart thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. So. And it they... Is. Bought it hook, line, and sinker until they started doing the math on it and pushed back and said, well, hook it 
about you guys. Now, when we're putting this together, by the time we got married, we'd known each other two years and we're had dated for two years. Yeah, but was it Emily that questioned that? Oh, we'll leave names (laughs) out of this. Our kids will appreciate that. Certain personalities (laughs) of our kids would question that more than others. I love that. I love that. So you get married knowing (laughs) ministry is our. Is our yeah, future? We did. I yep. mean, it's, it's not even your future; it's your now because yep. you were already a pastor yeah. at that point in time. Yep. You were not feeling like I'm a I'm a pastor that's going to be planting churches. No, not at that point. Okay. No, not at that point. That that came as a result of going to Saddleback. Okay. And uh, so uh, after I'd been a pastor about five years, um, we um, we were married at that point. Yeah. We were visiting with Rick and Kay Warren. Yeah. And uh, he had just started Saddleback. And we'd been in touch with him. Right. So we knew what they were doing and stuff. But right. we went down on vacation. And as Rick was describing what they were doing, it just, man, doesn't just make so much sense. That's the mm. way we ought to be doing church. Mm. And that, so that day, by the end of the day, you know, it, it came up in conversation. I wow. mean, we were convinced that day just, we wow, need to I go did. work at Saddleback. You knew. So you yeah. knew at that we point. Did. And yeah, it's just the did. two of you. So moving's, moving's a lot easier. You don't yeah, have a family to uproot right. or anything like that. Yeah. So you guys kind of jumped in. Yep. Mm, we did. Yep. And did we ministry did. there. And you guys, yeah. how long were you at Saddleback? Four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, about, just shy of four just years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you, how did North Point, con- and North Point was a, if I remember correct, North Point was not North Point. Um, Correct. Well, at the beginning, we were Van Ness Community That's Church. That's it. Okay. But, uh, so we were at Saddleback, 80 to 84. Okay. And in 84, I took a church in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area in San Mateo. Okay. And we were there for uh, a little over four years. Okay. And so this church got started in 88. Okay. And uh, um, it was an offshoot of the First Southern Baptist Church here in Fresno. Right. And it was and, called... Uh, yeah, Venice, yeah. Community yeah. Church. In fact, we sat down and, and filmed an interview with the guy who who was really the instigator right. of North Point, yeah. John Turner. He was right. the pastor of that church. And that's going to get posted yep. at some so, point. Yes. I, maybe even you guys uh, yeah, can we'll, we'll put work that on link getting up. That for sure. But it's mm-hmm. it's a cool interview, and people, you got to watch it, because uh, cool. I hope we'll archive it at the message mm-hmm. section, because yeah. yeah. it's really cool to hear him tell Mm. really how his side of how the the whole thing got started yeah you know so you come home now did you know okay so they have a conversation with you and they throw this idea of we want you to be (laughs) yeah we were both down there we were on okay you were both okay oh yeah we we both got hooked the same day you know i mean it was a okay you know very much a a god um kind of a thing you know very yeah, much so. And you both felt out. like you, you, did, you didn't need an that off. Day. You no. didn't need to sit off the side and have a conversation. You no. both immediately no. felt like, no, this is something we need to say yes to. Yeah. So it was yeah. an easy, an yeah. easy It yes. really was. We were yeah. on the same page from yeah. the get-go. So you're on the same page from the get-go. Now we look at all 32-plus years. Do you mm. feel like every step in the season of North Point, you guys have been on that same page? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. You know, and I, I think one of the real interesting things is is that like every season, they're kind of, you know, seasons are standalones, but I think every, if you're paying attention, every season equips you for the next season. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that's going to be, right. only, except in the rearview mirror. Yeah. But so, yeah. you know, all these experiences Absolutely. just rolled together. I didn't grow up in a ministry home. Steve did. Mm-hmm. And so... A well-meaning friend at one of my bridal showers from the church I grew up in came up to me and said, what in the world are you getting yourself into? And I Mm. said, I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. And it was Mm. really kind of an offensive remark to me Mm -hmm. because of her tone. But in that 
in that conversation, I just remember thinking, I don't have a clue, but I have complete confidence. Hmm. I was madly in love with this guy hmm. and the idea of doing ministry. It was just like, here we go. Hmm. But I didn't, I had no, no rule book. Yeah. No game plan. Yeah. And, and you know, that whole thing, you know, the, the church we served in between Saddleback and here. Right. That was critical because, mm, big piece. Um, yeah, that was a church that had been in existence 40 years. And that's really where I began to realize I need the chance to build something from the ground up. Mm. When, when you become the pastor of an existing congregation, mm. especially coming in from the outside yeah. like we did. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I compare it sometimes to a relief pitcher coming in in the seventh <laughs> inning and this team is suddenly way behind and it's like, great. I get yeah. to take this and try to yeah. turn it around right. and, and, and right. I realize I'm not a, I'm not a reliever. I'm a starter. Hmm. That's kind of, I realize that I need hmm. the chance to, yeah. then if there's something wrong with the church, I know that I it's caused it. I started mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. so I can teach my way out of any problem. You know, <laughs> yeah. if I see that we have an issue, it's cause yeah. I need to teach, you know, how to get out of this issue. And that kind of brings me to kind of the, you know, the, the, We'll go back a little bit, but that thought that you just shared right now makes me think of that is why Shane is in the position that he is Mm -hmm. in now, right? Mm -hmm. The idea of pulling somebody from the outside, having experienced that yourself, you knew that was not not the way to go. Not desirable. You know, we did a lot of study for years on uh, doing what we have called here an intentional transition. Yeah. And, um, And one of the clear things was that whoever it is that's taking over, especially yeah. when the pastor's been there a long time yes. like we have, uh, people need to know and trust them and love them as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And the best way to see that happen is, you know, Jesus said, feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. You, you become a leader by, by being a feeder, mm-hmm. by being a servant. Yeah. And so, you know, literally Shane has earned his way into the hearts yeah. of yeah. our people. Yeah. They know him. And uh, yeah. they know him and love him. That's yeah. why, you know, gosh, we had... 600 and some odd votes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. One no. Yeah. We thought yeah. this thing's going to be absolutely unanimous, you yeah. know, and then finally we got that, you that know, one, one, yeah. that the one, one yep. note. Mm-hmm. So whoever you are, you know. Uh, <laughs> Stick but, around and get to know them. <laughs> yeah, you know, we hope that you uh, realize that, uh, you know. Change teams. Yeah. Everybody loves Shane, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Everybody does love Shane. Yeah. Everybody loves Stephen Jean too, Aww. though. Yeah, so. well. um, hope so. Definitely. Oh gosh, my my goodness, yes. Um, so let's talk about you start growing a family. Hmm. You start making the decision. I actually brought that up to you in that way. I said, you know, make the decision to grow a family, and you made a comment that it wasn't like this extreme. We sat down and decided <laughs> to right. Yeah. It wasn't that. And you actually shared something I didn't know. Yeah. You guys actually struggled for a little while to actually mm-hmm. begin yeah. that family. Yeah. When we were in Orange County, there were, you know, the people we were friends with and running with had started their families. And yeah. I was just so dying to mm. just, you know, start yeah. our family. But yeah. Steve wasn't done with seminary. Yeah. And that just was a value and we had. ministry full time. Right. Mm-hmm. And doing seminary. Wow. And so I just knew, gosh, there's just no way. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, you can't be wait. the father you want to be. Yeah. Absolutely. With that. Could, couldn't have done it all. Right. There's couldn't just have too, done many, all. too yeah. much going on. Yeah. You know? So we chose to delay. And then when we decided, you know what, this is a good time. Steve had finished up seminary and we didn't get pregnant real quickly. Yeah. And then when we did get pregnant, we actually miscarried. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we experienced that heartbreak mm-hmm. and that loss and kind of grieved that season. And then, um, you know, the Lord allowed us to get pregnant again, and we had our first daughter in 
Northern California up in uh, San Mateo when okay. we lived up there. The church right before this one? Just mm-hmm. before coming here. Yeah. So okay. Lauren, our firstborn, was about two, two and a half when we moved to Fresno. Hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, when we made the move, I was expecting Emily. Hmm. And then um, a couple of years later, Kyle was born. So Emily and Kyle were born here in Fresno mm-hmm. and Lauren up in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So now how do you balance, you know, your growing family and a and building this community, building this church at the same time, you know, how, that I imagine those are very difficult years. <laughs> how did we do it? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> it was just. Uh, you just do it. Hmm. You, you, you know, there was a. Roll up your sleeves and there, do it. There was a time years ago, I used to play in the band here every single week. Wow. And preach messages and wow. everything. And I look back now and I think, how the heck did I do that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um. But at the time, you know, you're young, you have energy, yeah. you have you vision. You do it when you're young. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to be honest, um, I never felt that our family competed with um, anything that I was doing as a leader here or mm. our church. Vice In versa. fact, I really? feel like it actually helped me to stay healthier. Okay. Um, because there, honestly, there, there were times I'd come home, uh, probably the search for land was the most mm. demanding yeah. Mm-hmm. draining, um, scary uh, whole thing yeah. for us. And that, that took, uh, gosh, uh, well, we were 10 years in a school, so probably seven of that uh, wow. mm-hmm. before we finally had a deal on land where we right. are here now. Right. And I, but I'd go home, and, man, I could roll on the ground with the kids and <laughs> laugh with them and have fun. And so it was yeah. a great um, yeah. escape. Laugh me, therapy, you know. yeah. joy therapy. You know, and the kids, um, we, we folded them, them in door stuff. And, and, and yeah, we had... Fun. You know, they they would stuff bulletins. And, <laughs> you know, they just... It was an adventure when yeah. kids are little. Yeah. little yeah. They're excited to just hop the, in the yeah. car seat and go. Yeah. The day we closed on this property, it, it used to be a fig orchard. Okay. And uh, and I was sick as a dog awesome. the day we closed escrow oh, finally. And uh, but it was raining, and mm-hmm, yeah. Jean came out with the kids, yeah. and you know they were out here with Paul slickers. and Welch, and <laughs> you know uh, I can't remember who all the I think oh, the, the McCallums maybe the Morrises, came. The McCallums, um, yeah. Oh wow, uh, thirty yeah. people probably. Yeah, yeah. M- maybe the Royces mm-hmm. uh, were out I here, and uh, and they were all playing. The kids were all climbing yeah. in the trees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that it is was, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's some pictures of you guys with the kids. Um, I think it was probably, I'm guessing it's the uh, student ministries building yeah. that is yeah. now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a large concrete slab, yeah. and we, the kids are little, and it looks yeah. like they're maybe you guys are having lunch we or something. We would come up and have picnic dinners. Yeah. 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 Just hey, guys, want to go see the building? And, yeah. Yeah, let's go. And, yeah. You know, there's always interesting things to find. And, yeah. And yeah, for sure. left laying around. So Kyle has only, so Kyle's our worship pastor, and so he has only known... Right. Uh, at North Point as a, as a family. Church. It's mm-hmm. true. He and Emily both. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So looking back, 32 years? Is that about mm-hmm. is that right? Yes, 32 right. years. Highs and lows in this ministry here hmm. at North Point? Hmm. Gosh, you we only have uh, a few more minutes <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> um, this will be episode Why don't six. you say what, what yours are, and then I'll see if there's anything Golly. I can add from that. My goodness. Well, I think some of the highs for me would just, uh, this idea of just the seasons you're in, mm. you know, they're very fond memories of raising our mm. kids here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> among those would maybe have been the Sunday we, I thought Steve had our son and 
<laughs> he thought I had our son, and we both left Tanaya school. When we school. were Tanaya Middle no. School. Yeah. And um, my phone rang. No. I heard Steve coming in the garage, and it was a friend of ours saying, um, I'm standing up. Oh, hi. It was I, nice to see you today. Didn't get to talk to you. She says, yeah. We had a little conversation. Then she said, I'm really calling because Kyle's here. And it was like, oh, oh my, my goodness. So I just remember, like, dropping the receiver. Cell phones were brand new. Dropping I actually, my, when you said cell phone, I thought, wow, that's actually, yeah. yeah. It was early. Yeah. Probably a Nokia is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, that's great. You know, that's a high. Those, yeah. are, those are adventures that had a safe ending. Um, you know, I just think about the years that, um, you know. Kyle's in therapy over now. <laughs> hey, listen. You know. we, we made no bones with our kids when they would complain to us about things. We unanimously had this um, front, this unified front that said, we want to give you at least one good reason to have get into therapy as an adult. Well, and one and, so, and one of your kids became a, a therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's true. one of them did. This is true, yeah. <laughs> so she said, I'm going to yeah. make it an actual business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So those are oh, some, gosh. yeah, what about those you, Steve? So, well, there's so many highs, yeah, my I goodness. I feel like the whole thing has been a high, yeah. honestly. Mm. I, I honestly feel Even like... this season is mm. just, it's just I, so special. Yeah. I, yeah. I just feel like um, I, I was put on planet Earth to be the pastor of North Point Church. That's mm. how I feel about it. And so cool. I feel like everything that happened early in my life prepared me for these mm. years. Mm. I feel like I've been serving in my sweet spot here. Mm. Uh, the people have been wonderful. Mm. I mean, there's some exceptions to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always difficult people and mm -hmm. difficult problems and things but I always felt like um, all the difficulties and the down things they just build you mm. they help you get mm. smarter they help you to get tougher yeah, yeah. Uh, they help you to get more tender mm. in some yeah, ways yeah um, gosh the lows um, you told us about this ahead of time mm. so I tried to think about it. I mean there have been definite things that happened that recessions we went through mm. and and stuff, but hands down, the lows mm. have been losing people yeah. over yeah. the years uh, that we just mm. deeply loved. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like Les Snyder, mm. who was just yeah. a dear, dear friend who died suddenly. Mm. Just lost Bill Willis a couple mm. weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Guy who built this worship center yeah. we're sitting in. And, yeah, I actually didn't know and, about uh, it until I was watching that video. Yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't losing staff that. over the years, some yeah. of them DQ'd themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that was painful. Yeah, and painful. And um, the relationships you yeah. love come and go. Yeah, yeah. those those yeah. were probably the you know hands down the most difficult of all was losing Pastor Eddie. You know yeah. when he, mm -hmm. uh, I mean I was I was with him when he collapsed and yeah and uh, it's like wow yeah. Uh, yeah. there are times I still wonder did that really happen yeah and um, yeah it was it was very traumatizing and, yeah and. Um, Golly, you know the steps that I walk up to walk out and teach. Yep. I I never walk up yep. those steps that I'm not. Yep. Remembering, you know, that day. I feel the same way about certain just the parts loss, of the the loss center. of him and just thinking, man, mm -hmm. God, uh, we need more guys like him in the world, not right. less. Yeah. And you know, the times that you just can't figure out, you know, what what what's behind it all, and yeah. you know, someday. Someday we'll understand those things better, and mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but those have probably been the lows. Mm -hmm. um, so one of people. the things that's so admirable about um, the way that you lead, and and we see this from the top to the bottom. So top mm -hmm. meaning you, and because you've um, 
shown how to do this well. We see it trickle down through our pastors and stuff um, mm. down through ministry. And that is identifying leaders behind you mm. um, and, and, and mentoring them and, and coming alongside them. Mm. Um, I think for uh, any leader, that's probably a hard thing, a hard balance at first, but you've just done that so well. You've mm. been, it's not just with Shane. I mean, all of the pastors that you mm. um, link arms with, it's been that. They all... Um, spend time with you, uh, you pour into them. So many of our pastors, even uh, that are not at North Point anymore, are big influencers here in the Central Valley in churches um, all throughout Fresno and Clovis. We know, you know, that they've spent time here. And I, I think all of them would say they are not the pastors. Um, they are not the pastors they are now without you in their life at some point in time. And so how do you, as a, as a leader, how do you decide I'm going to, I'm going to start to identify, um, someone that might end up replacing me at some point in time. You know, I never consciously thought about that. Mm. Um, I just knew that, uh, for the church to be what it needed to be, uh, it's about releasing people into ministry. Mm. I love um, that. you know, pastors, my dad said something to me one time that made so much sense. He said, you know, Steve, um, pastors are the key to a church. Mm. And, and I knew that if a church has a real dynamic pastor, you know, the church would be dynamic and stuff. But he said, just remember, though, that a key is only good for either turning something on or turning it off, wow. locking it or unlocking it. <laughs> and for me, uh, a pastor's purpose is unleashing the church for people to discover their shape and their ministry and impact the world, you know. <laughs> And so, uh, you know, for me, it's like, it's going to take really talented people to help do that. Wow. So let's find people who, first of all, have a heart. They love Jesus, yes. right. Jesus. and they get what the church is about. Right. And they're after that. Right. And, and let's make them thrive. What can we do to help you be successful? And, yeah. uh, a lot and of get out of might, your way. They might and, hoard that um, influence to some degree or, yeah. or even information for that matter, yeah. you know, and I love yeah, that you said unlock, you have opportunity to lock or unlock. Yeah, but you know, when you're doing multiple yeah. services, which we've done mm. for Lobby most years. of our ministry here, yeah. I knew I can't last if I have to do all of this stuff, wow. you know, and so there comes a point where, you know, you've got to have other yeah. teaching. Plus the, the health of the church is better. The more voices people are hearing. Yes. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, that, that's just a, that's And that a is something thing. that I think for my husband and I is one of the things that actually we, we really enjoyed coming, I don't know how many years it's been, I, 16, 17 years, something yeah. like that, um, was the variety. Mm-hmm. The variety oh, wow. of different, and each one was mm-hmm. different. Each one was gifted yeah. in a different way. And even we knew that. And yeah. it was sometimes it was like, all right, we're going to yeah. listen to so-and-so. And everybody has their and favorites. And like, oh, I mean, yeah, that, you know. That happens. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. people also began to realize that the church is bigger than one person. Yes. And that, mm-hmm. you know, it really needs to, there's a reason there were multiple elders in churches. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you need a multiplicity of leaders. So my thing was just, what can we do to help these guys thrive and, and yeah. grow and get out of their way and yeah. don't try to micromanage what they're doing? They're probably better at it than I am anyway. And yeah. so, you That's know, honestly, it hadn't been that intentional yeah. in terms of, yeah. okay, yeah. which guy am I going to? Yeah. I just know that doing ministry gives you what you need. You, you mm. It reveals where you're weak. It shows mm. you where you need to grow. Mm. And our guys, we've tried to create a culture here, which yeah. is, I think, what I heard you yeah. really describing. We've tried to create a culture here yeah. where we can be vulnerable with each other yeah. and uh, admit where we're not strong and um, 
talk openly and yeah. you know your your job's not on the line if you tell us right. you've got an area of weakness because right. we probably see that already anyway mm. you know just like everybody sees my weaknesses yeah. but it's like seeing them and then okay well what do we do to improve that how do we yeah. grow you know that's and that was actually something that Shane shared um as I was telling our staff that I was going to be sitting with you guys I asked them to share some stuff and Shane said um you guys came and visited them when they lived um in Selma I think yeah. it was mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and uh you kind of speaking Aubrey was to, just a little baby yeah a little baby you guys girl. you guys kind of speaking to um, an area for him that felt like the door had kind of shut yeah. and mm. he was uh, kind of almost becoming okay with the idea of that, um, mm. that you were kind of calling some things out in him. Mm. Um, and that was just a huge, mm. a beginning of a healing is the way he said it, the beginning yeah. of a healing for him. Yeah. And, a, yeah. you know, a lot of his past and everything else, you know, he kind of felt like there was, it was just too far gone. Yeah. And also, you know, the health of a church is a big thing and, you know, over and over again, he just said he just felt so comfortable. And the mm. things that you guys expressed mm. on how to approach ministry mm. and the ways that both of you guys have done that, not just with your words, but more mm. so with your actions, because we know those speak even louder than the words that we say, right? Mm. As we've seen it consistency mm. in the way that, um, that you've led, in the way that you've led in each of your areas too. Mm. Um, because you each, I mean, you're a couple, right? Mm -hmm. So where there's weaknesses maybe in Steve, yeah. which I think we kind of know maybe what some of those are. You've shared them before. You're yeah. not an extremely emotional guy, you know, yeah. but Jean is so tender. If you ever, oh, you know, we were talking about unique talents. Jean has a talent to truly engage in conversation with you. Have you ever had the joy of talking wow. to Jean? She makes great eye contact. She listens very intentionally. She remembers the details in which you're sharing. Um, she uniquely prays for you. She is a wordsmith. If you ever follow her on Instagram or any of those things, she has a way with words that is unique and beautiful and it speaks life to people. If you haven't had a chance Thanks, to Kim. sit and, and talk with Jean, mm -hmm. it is a pleasure by all mm -hmm. means. And if you didn't know, he kind of hinted this a while ago by saying he helped lead worship, but Steve, you're a guitar enthusiast. Oh man, yeah. Uh, how many, okay. So Maybe he's a guitar geek. There you go, there that's, you go. Well, there's, um, so I, I even, I remember buying a guitar and I, and I, you don't, I don't know if you know how many people you've done this for, but you have a helped <laughs> tons of our staff, tons of musicians yeah. through the years help purchase a guitar. Yeah. And I mean, you put a pickup in mine, you did some yeah. work on it to, you know, yeah. put new strings on it. Yeah. Um, you love to work on guitars and you love yeah. bluegrass. Just yeah. about every person on our stage, I've probably been involved in just almost everyone with doing wow. something with them for either talking to them about a guitar when they'd ask me <laughs> what to buy mm. or helping them buy it or yes. repairing it or setting it up for them. It's kind of interesting how... Yeah, uh, I, you know, I saw one of our guys the other day and said, "Oh, he's got a new guitar." You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I noticed those noticed things. Yes. You know, yeah, and, uh, nice tailor. And uh, you may Sunburst not. I mean, Taylor. we had, I think, back in 2010, we got to highlight Steve. You guys saw it on the video if you guys watched the tribute um, a couple weeks ago. That we did a guitar. We called it a guitar orchestra. Oh yeah, yeah. And the people oh. were really surprised. <laughs> I hadn't had a chance to really hear you play, but you are. A very good guitar player picker. That's well, a Well, I used to be new. better than I am now. But, <laughs> you can uh, start practicing again. The there older I get, the better I was. I think it's one of those things. You I know, love it. So. Well, I want to well, share some fun stories because this was just hilarious to get some of these things back from some of our staff. Um, and uh, well, I'll share a really tender one because it actually helps you out here, Steve. Um, ben and Patty shared that um, 
when their daughters were born that you yeah. guys came to see them. And there's very few times that he's seen you get emotional. But mm, as no. you held the, the girls, mm. um, you were praying over them and, uh, mm. and became a little emotional. Mm. And for Ben, he said it just meant the world to him mm. as, a, as a pastor mm. that you would be so um, mm. vulnerable and that you just truly loved them yeah. as a family. Mm. And... Um, it was just a really beautiful thing. And he also shared the only other time he's really seen you get very emotional is when you were sh- talking to the pastors about the importance of praying for our our, our people. You know, when they mm-hmm. put in prayer requests, yeah. how important those really mm-hmm. are and how valuable it is to be bringing those together and, and praying for um, people that call North Point home. And honestly, people that don't even call North Point home, yeah. mm-hmm. um, that, that we would just be praying for them. And those were just some really tender mm-hmm. moments. I thought, man, that really just helps you to understand truly Steve's heart behind um, caring and shepherding, shepherding this church. And so um, that was really tender ones. But I'm going to share a really embarrassing one. It was actually embarrassing for me. You know, like I said, I've been coming about 17 years. So my son, I think my youngest son was about two years old. It was a Christmas and we're leaving. Jean's being Jean. She's so sweet. And my son, my youngest son is running out the worship center. So she's kind of following him. This just ever so cute. And she picks him up. I and know you remember this? I know oh my exactly gosh, where this is so going. She, she <laughs> picks him up and goes, oh, and then sits him down. And she says, we won't tell mom. And I said, he, he farted on you, didn't he? <laughs> and oh, she said, funny. yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes, yes he did. And then <laughs> speaking of hidden that's talents, funny. does he not have the hidden, did he not have the hidden talent to do it? Yeah. On cue. I mean, he, I, I do said, it. I said, he kind of farts on demand. Yes. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> you you should have heard the car ride home. Dyson, you farted on oh, Jean God, Williams. Are you kidding me right now? Anyway, um, but then Jack Morris shared a hilarious, uh, he said he was getting baptized back in the younger oh, gosh, years. Oh, another fart story. Yes, uh, yeah, well, yeah, here we go. Yeah, the younger years of, of North Point and uh, yeah, getting ready to be baptized and it was at a, a racket club or something and so it was a jacuzzi, but they turned off the, the bubbles. Yep. Somebody leaned up against the button and those bubbles went Mike for... Mike Phillips is... And, and he, <laughs> yeah, claims, how you know exactly. he claims that he just accidentally hit the button. I don't think so, but anyway. So you're standing Mike there Phillips. having this extra spiritual moment, getting ready to set up baptism, yeah. and bubbles so come he up. he pushes it and pulls it, and, oh my and I'm trying to explain what baptism is, and all of a sudden, this big bubble right behind me goes... <laughs> right behind me, and then there's people standing around oh in this small room, smaller than oh, this room, yes, you know? Gosh. And uh, and all I could think to say was that was not me, <laughs> and and everybody then they died. You know they're holding it back until I said that, and then they died. And now you got to bring it yeah. back yeah. to yeah, here's this person you're wanting to baptize. Yeah. Oh, you know, goodness. and it's like oh, you talk goodness. about memories that <laughs> oh, they'll my. never forget. That's awesome. Oh. Um, and then of course they shared and I. I would say we need to ask to was see this cake. Was that Jack that I was baptizing? It was Jack specifically oh that you gosh. were baptizing. Jack, yeah, I am so time. sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, all these years later, he still remembers that, you know. But he said he thought it was the best. Oh, he just my gosh. loved it. I didn't know it was. Well, Gene Williams apparently is known for a kitty litter cake oh. that was actually, you, you baked it Disgusting. in a kitty litter you do. container. You did. Yes, you would with use Tootsie a... Rolls mm-hmm. and the whole bit. That you run through the microwave and kind of sculpt oh, them a little. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to give you... <laughs> I wanted to end with this because I just yeah, wanted you guys to just see... Yeah, all for. Yeah. <laughs> Farts and kitty litter cake. I apologize. I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we would have...
would hope for something a little oh, more glamorous. Well, let's lift it up and for in a the end, that's okay. Let's finish this up. <laughs> Please. Well, let, let me let me lift it up. Um, what are the plans? What what does the future look like? You're still here at North Point. You haven't left. You're not planning to leave. Nope. You're a founding pastors. Um, what what are you looking forward to? The mm. the most is uh, finally really developing. We've started the North Point Bible Institute during COVID and yes. finally gotten it off the ground. I've been looking forward to that for a decade. That's awesome. And so that's where I'm, most of my energy is going to... I'm still going to be working full-time probably the next couple of years anyway, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I've not really retired. I mean, I know people don't know what to call it. Right, yeah. I haven't really retired, but, uh, <laughs> you know, let's just say I have more flexibility than I've ever had before. Which is going to be nice. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. I get to focus on stuff that I'm just really passionate about doing. Which is amazing, so. by the way. North Point Bible Institute, um, it really mm. a college-level course mm. on just That's kind great. of pouring into Scripture and weaving the yeah. understanding of what things mean and um, just finishing up some uh, this year, right, with the New Testament. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, this is a year. It's a four-year yeah. mm-hmm. four curriculum right. uh, that we do. Right. Yeah. So, you know. 20 hours. Yeah, as you guys so. hear us announce those, just uh, wanted to give you guys an idea of that. What about Gene? What are you looking forward to? Him being able to be more flexible. Um, uh, I won't mind him not speaking as frequently. Yeah. Um, because it will impact things, you know, in a different way. Yeah. Our yeah. life on yep. the weeks he's not speaking is going to probably yeah. be a little more normal to where we could, you know, run to the lake or run to the coast yeah. and not have to, you know, have him st- mm. studying and yes. writing over notes. Uh, being more Buckled present. in as we're driving mm. home, being much more present. Looking forward to... Um, shared times with uh, the grandkids and, yeah. and our children. Yeah. Our three children happen yeah. to live in Fresno yeah. with their spouses and their families. And, and that's just an incredible gift to us. Mm. And we, we don't take it for granted. Yeah. God could call them overnight. Yeah. yeah, They could go to bed at night knowing they're going to go elsewhere. And yeah. Yeah. just to be able to, you know, be in the present yeah. moment with them and um, just enjoy that's awesome. each day fresh. I love it. I love it. Well, next week, I want to let you know, especially because Steve mentioned a little bit about this, um, we're going to have Colin Crane actually join us um, mm, next Wednesday, wow. um, oh, really talking about how to... Um, Boy, there's an up-and-comer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Colin Crane is our, our wow. high school pastor, but he was Eddie's uh, oldest son. And so, um, yeah, we're just going to talk about losing a loved one right around the hall. Not that there's mm. ever a time that you can lose a loved one that would be ever easy, but just to kind of talk about how, how to walk through that. How do you kind of process through that? What things could people maybe be, um, working on and hearing from as an encouragement from him and his family and that experience. And, um, well, we know a lot of people this season might be finding themselves without a loved one, um, especially this last year, we've lost a lot of people. And so, um, we'll hope that you guys will join us back for that. I hope that you just have enjoyed just getting to know Steve and Jean for the people that they are, um, and that you guys would go and make it a great rest of your week. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us this week for Midweek Live. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media at NPCC Fresno.